of the night. The most trusted source for top-to-bottom coverage of everyone's favorite mid-90s animated program, <gasps> Gargoyle. Started like a newsman thing, and then it turned into I, I don't know. I, you kind of turned I, into like WrestleMania. Hey, you know what? Uh, I am your host, Daniel Williams, and I am your other host, Liz Zirkle. Just trying something new, you know? Yeah. We're so many episodes into this show, uh, gotta mix it up a little bit. <laughs> well, what are we doing here today, Daniel? Oh God, Elizabeth, we are covering Gargoyles season two, episode thirty-seven ish. Eye of the Storm. We're still in our Wikipedia Disney mismatch, but eh, whatever. Yep. Eye of the Storm aired February 13th, 1996. It was directed by Bob Klein and written by Carrie Bates. Oh, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie Bates. He uh, gives us some ups, he gives us some downs, and I think in this episode, he gave us both. Yeah. Isn't he normally the time travel dude? He also is horny. Yeah. Okay, that explains some things. I don't know. I think those things lean more towards the weird animation that we got this week. Yeah, okay, that's true, because there wasn't really lines. There weren't really any horny lines, unfortunately. Yeah. There was some uh, horny body language for sure. <laughs> Dreamboat, we're looking at you. <laughs> yeah. Well, listeners, before we dive in today, we've just learned that if we don't get three new five-star ratings and reviews this week, our podcasting licenses will be revoked. Liz, did you know that? No. Don't worry. We will still sling these pods, but we will be doing it illegally. So to keep us on the straight and narrow, guys... Leave those reviews. Do us a favor. We don't want to go to pod jail. Liz, can I take you to the frosty waters of Norway? I think that sounds delightful. Today's episode starts off as many of our Avalon adventures do. On the high seas, drinking high seas. Yum. I haven't had high sea in fucking years. I have no idea if it's any good. It's probably disgusting. It probably is. And, you know, not only are these seas high, but like I said, they are chilly. Cold as fuck. We are smuggling diamonds over here, y'all. <laughs> Speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> Fine. I'm definitely smuggling diamonds. Liz may or may not be. Correct. She'll let us know. <laughs> She'll keep us updated. Anyway. Bre breaking news. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, what the hell's going on? I don't know. They So they're very cold. None of them are prepared for this. Dreamboat has her dinky little jacket. It is like, Bear! she's probably smuggling diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> Angela. <laughs> Mesmerized <laughs> but missing the point is how I described her. <laughs> She's just like, ooh. <laughs> like, I don't even know. She you know what it is? It's like someone that grew up in Southern California. They're like, snow. Whoa. I've heard about such things. That is actually really fair. Because once upon a time in high school, I went to D.C. with a bunch of other high school kids from across the country. And the Miami kids were like, what is this? <laughs> So Angela's just a little Miami kid <laughs> full of wonderment at the white fluffy stuff. Yeah, she's pretty stoked, but it's fucking freezing. So can we keep moving, Angela? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I guess we forgot to mention they like they run into an ice flow or something. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't sink the boat, though. They don't. Their boat stays uh, ashore, I guess. I mean, but it's, it's a shore of ice. <laughs> so they It's run aground, so to speak. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they trek off the ice and get onto actual land, and yeah. lo and behold, a sparkly wizard man appears. At first sight, I thought this was going to be Merlin because of last week's episode. Me too. But... We quickly realize this is not Merlin. <laughs> He's kind of a creepy dick. <laughs> this sketchy motherfucker in this sparkly cloak has a squinty eye. And that's when I was like, oh, sup, Odin? Yeah, I did not pick up on that detail immediately. <laughs> 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 Which is very silly of me, but you know. Oh, you thought someone just poked Merlin in the eye? Well, I knew it wasn't Merlin, but I didn't know who it was. And, you know... I knew this entire episode was about the Eye of Odin, so I really should have picked up on those clues. <laughs> <laughs> the Eye of what? <laughs> it's just the name of the jewelry, guys. <laughs> so Odin, but not yet Odin, knows all about gargoyles, though he does admit that not many are dumb enough to come to chilly-ass Norway. He's like, I don't see many gargoyles around here, what with y'all being cold-blooded and all. But Goliath doesn't seem phased by the cold at all. I mean, I guess he has a big body mass, so it's fine. But Angela seems uncomfortable (laughs) in the cult. (laughs) That dick is turtling. You know it is. That dick is just like, nope. All he's wearing is a loincloth. I know. I'm retracting until we hit warmer weather, (laughs) said Goliath's penis. Okay. (laughs) Suddenly Dreamboat's like, why why is your loincloth looking so different today? (laughs) (laughs) It looks billowy. It looks, I don't know, less full. Okay, so, wow, I'm sorry, everyone. So, (laughs) Goliath doesn't get a whole lot of time to interrogate the fact that this man is not phased by gargoyles at all, because not Odin's like, oh, I see your lady friend here is looking pretty chilly. How about this big-ass coat I just happen to have under my weird sparkly cloak? You want to trade? I would like to trade. And the guy, they're like, fuck, man, what? Okay, what do you want to trade? And then he just magically knows that they have the Eye of Odin. Yeah, that's sketchy. (laughs) Like, how does he just know this shit? I mean, I guess, does his eye, like, radiate power that he can sense or something? That has to be the only way he would know. Yuck, I don't, I hope not. (laughs) It's like sonaring to his owner. (laughs) Odin, I'm here, come find me. (laughs) So yeah, he's like, ah, you're not even using it anyway, man. Just gimme. Instead of anyone asking, hey, how the fuck do you know about the Eye of Odin? Dreamboat's like, ah, no, don't do it, Goliath. Okay. I mean, of course not. Duh. It's only the thing I've sworn to protect to have no one else ever have. Yeah. Calm down. We're going to be good here. (laughs) So, not Odin seemingly uses his not Odin magic to increase the snow a little bit. Yeah. Which I didn't know that that was part of Odin's abilities to control weather. I'm not big into Norse mythology, but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he doesn't do that. (laughs) That's pretty much my basis of information as well. (laughs) We're dumb, okay? Leave us alone. (laughs) So then Odin fires off this weird line here. You will live to regret that decision. But given the frigid temperature, she will not. (laughs) What a weirdest threat. Yeah. (laughs) It was not threatening at all, but then super fucking threatening. (laughs) (laughs) So Odin's like leaves, you know, while just like giggling to himself that he's going to kill someone. He's like, (laughs) that's the thing I did. (laughs) It'll, it's a thinker, but uh, they'll get it. They'll get it. (laughs) Good job, me. (laughs) He high fives himself. All right. (laughs) 
So, yeah, he leaves and the crew just keeps on their coldest fuck walk. Yeah, Goliath puts Dreamboat in his scoop and they head on down the road. Yeah. She's like a cat. (laughs) And we head down the road as well. Yes, where Papa and Son are traversing the snowy mountain roads post, um, I'm going to assume, hockey game. Yeah, that he just says, Son, that was probably your best game yet. We're like... You can't even say what sport he's playing. (laughs) Maybe we're supposed to assume it's some kind of weird Nordic sport. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Hurling or something. Hurling. Curling. Curling. (laughs) Squirreling. (laughs) You got to sweep the stuff and then vomit all over the place. Hurling. Well, you vomit and then you sweep. You sweep it up. Uh, also, did, did it make you very uncomfortable how Papa was handling this very snowy, mountainous, windy road? No, nah, he's got chains on his tires. He lives up here. It's probably fine, right? Until a wild Bronx runs across the road, causing the car to careen towards a cliff. What the what fuck, the Bronx? F- like, they couldn't have made a better plan. Just have her waved something. No, we're going to try and kill these two people. <laughs> So they literally are like, you know, the nose of their car off the edge of this cliff and the gargoyles have to like pull him back without being seen. Yeah, I mean, he's theoretically been driving this snowy ass roads for a long time, but has no idea how to navigate or perform a sudden stop. Like, what the fuck, dude? You don't slam on the brakes, you pump them slowly. Yeah, you do. Or, I know this is cruel, fucking hit that animal. I mean, sometimes you have to make that choice. Sometimes you gotta hit that deer. Probably ruin your fucking car, but at least you're not dead. Yeah, unless that the deer's antlers... You know what? Why am I talking about deer? I don't know. <laughs> Bronx ain't no deer. Word, homie. <laughs> so, like you said, Goliath snatches the car up before it plummets to a fiery end. <laughs> and without a lick of drama, the father-son duo just get back on the road... <laughs> Like, nothing just happened. Like, all right, well, onwards towards home. Onwards towards... Let's go home. (laughs) And yet now is when Dreamboat decides to, like, step out from the shadows. And is like, hi, I need help, please. (laughs) This is cold as fuck out here, guys. Did you see all this snow? This is wild. And that's when we realize that Bronx did that in order to stop a car so they could save Dreamboat. Again, I don't know why she couldn't just been on the side of the road with her thumbs up or something or waving or being like, hello, stop your car. I'm stranded. Yeah. And her bright red jacket. Right. That clearly someone would have seen because they did. (laughs) I don't know. You know, Dreamboat's safe now. That's what's most important. Dad jumps out of the car, wraps Dreamboat in a blanket. They all head towards their farm. Yeah. Now, Liz. (laughs) Yes. They are in the car. They're driving to the farm. And. At 4.35, I sent you a screenshot. Yes. What the fuck is this look on Dreamboat's face that she is giving dad? It's some really, like, come here daddy energy. Yeah, it's real fuck me vibes, man. Similar to when she was playing bad cop and had to seduce whatever his name was. Yeah, a little bit. Very bedroom eyes, I guess we're trying to say. Yes. In the backseat of this car. She's not even sitting upright with the seatbelt on. She is- Lounging. Lounging, yeah. (laughs) She's going to fuck this dude. (laughs) Goliath is like, wait a second, I did not sign up for this. I just want you to get warm. I didn't mean use your body to do so. (laughs) Oh, she's going to get warm. She's going to get hot. (laughs) Uh, 
Angela's been by like, fucking. <laughs> Angela's been around too much, so Goliath and Dreamboat haven't had a chance to get it on. <laughs> I don't think Dreamboat cares if there are people in view because she's clearly gonna fuck this man in front of this man's child. Oh, Dreamboat, bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, turn around, son. You're not old enough to see this. I'm going to be your new mama now. <laughs> so moving on, the gargoyles follow the car to the farm. And sometime during the short travel from the road to the farm, the snow lets up. And this father-son duo, whose names I absolutely refuse to learn. Oh, I have their names. I don't care. Do not tell me. Okay. Do not do it, Liz. <laughs> they bring Dreamboat inside by the fire, serve her up some hot chocolate. And the Palagoyles, meanwhile, head out to the woods in search of a place to bed down. And son who will not be named is like, don't, don't you dare. Papa, do you honestly think that she would be hiking by herself? Why doesn't she have a parka on? And daddy was like, hush, son. <laughs> if she wants to tell us her story, she will. <laughs> yeah, don't ruin this for me. There are not many women on this mountain. <laughs> so, Liz, in this scene how the father and son were portrayed their kind of body language i don't know what it was but i was getting this weird vibe of like this is our new mommy slash wife <laughs> i don't know what it was but it felt very it has a big um seven brides for seven brothers energy where it's like i live up in the mountains in the wilderness i found myself a woman and i'm gonna keep her now you know what it is liz <laughs> it's giving me very weird like misery vibes they rescued dreamboat and they're not gonna let her go suddenly this turns into a horror film exactly daddy goliath would never let that happen without a fight and let's be honest, Goliath could probably take Sir Who Will Not Be Named. Yeah, don't you dare. <laughs> if you say it, I'm ending this call. <laughs> now, I have to say, I found it really interesting that Dad had like almost sounded like a Russian accent. <laughs> I will say I'm not well versed in what the people of Norway sound like, but I don't think it's that. Sounds like Russian. What are you talking about? <laughs> and Kiddo had no accent. He didn't? <laughs> No, I don't think so. Except when he said papa. But other than that, like, he spoke pretty just American, huh. I felt like. I didn't notice. He had nothing of value to say, in my opinion, so I wasn't really paying attention to the child. That's fair. <laughs> it is fair, because if you've spent any time around children, you know, they have nothing of value to say. You don't need to pay attention to kids. <laughs> so, Liz, we're back in the woods, okay? And uh, we're back at it with the Eye of Odin. And I was thinking, speaking of... Goliath's magical trinkets. Why exactly don't they just use the Phoenix plate to more easily traverse the lands they visit? You know, they could just hop around through, I will say, time and space, but I think for the most part, just space. Why trek through the fucking wilderness freezing your dicks off when you have a teleportation device? That's what I'm saying. It seems like Goliath is very anti-using any of those items, but I don't see why that one would be a problem. Yeah, that's not going to corrupt your mind, man. It's a convenience. They need to get their steps in for the day. <laughs> but it's so cold. It is so cold. Fuck exercising when it's cold. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> so Liz, this is when they were finally asking the important question. How did that guy know about the Eye of Odin? And Goliath brings up the fact that when Fox and Archie the Archmage both use the Eye of Odin. It transformed them into hulking assholes, but it's so weird that just keeping it on your person doesn't kind of mess with your head even a little bit. Yeah, you'd think it'd be like the ring where like even yeah. if you're not wearing it, if you have it on your person, it's still like, hey, hey, you should wear me. Yeah, because it's a fucking necklace. Like It's always close enough to being worn, even if it's in your pocket or up your butthole like Goliath keeps it. <laughs> That's where he keeps it, right? 
Apparently his butthole is that pouch that we keep seeing him use. <laughs> I've only seen this pouch like twice in the entire series. That pouch appears when convenient. Yeah, we should always be seeing that fucking pouch. Because he's, again, not wearing much. <laughs> he's got a loincloth. Pouch should be easy to spot. <laughs> oh, and then Bronx being the good doggy that he is, here's trouble. And they actually pay attention to him for once. Yeah, for once. <laughs> And Liz, can I just ask you a quick question here? I'm not an expert, and I think you are. How the fuck does a polar bear sneak up on you? Well, I'm going to say that it didn't. It just appeared where it was needed. What? I mean, it magically disappears in like two minutes. No, it doesn't. They're just stupid. It was just under the water. <laughs> but it never came back. It kind of like... It swam away. <laughs> it was just like a little... I don't know. I thought you were a polar bear expert. You're trying to tell me right here, right now that I was wrong. Well, Yes. Except I am a polar bear expert, just not when they're magical polar bears. Huh. All right. So Goliath is immediately jumped by this squinty ass bear and they go ass over tea kettle five times, Liz. It was like a fucking Warner Brothers cartoon. <laughs> like fucking Daffy Duck over here. What the fuck? Someone was having fun. Yeah, that's not normally what they do on this show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the animators are having themselves a good old time, and um, a struggle snuggle ensues. But this bear didn't know what it was getting into, because both Bronx and Angela, they're quick to jump into this fight, all right? They're jumping into this dog pile. Everyone gets a piece of the action until Goliath gets on his feet and fucking sucker punches a goddamn bear. And I laughed out loud. I don't know why, but punching a bear is funny. We saw it like from the perspective of the bear, and we don't normally get that kind of action like he punched that motherfucker in the face and he went flying yeah it's not every day you get to see a bear punched in the fucking jaw and it's quality comedy it was it was funny you called him a squinty ass bear which he is but he has the exact same eye as the old man from before hmm. well that's just a weird coincidence is all obviously a lot of sharp sticks getting passed around in norway they're poking <laughs> old men they're poking old bears goddamn eyes are getting poked out left and right <laughs> And it seems like this fight is over. I thought so, too. Yeah, it's not. Angela and Bronx yet again <laughs> jump on top of the bear. Yeah. And he tosses them all again. This is a strong bear. It's a tough bear. Yeah. And he goes for another piece of Goliath, a pouch piece. <laughs> That's why they showed the pouch. Usually the trinkets are up Goliath's butthole. But for this very specific reason, we needed to have the pouch in view because the bear snatches Goliath's trinket pouch gets thrown into a tree and takes off. And Angela so helpfully says, It took your pouch. Yeah, thanks, Angela. <laughs> I guess the fight's over, right? No, of course not. Goliath had his shit stolen. He won't stand for that. <laughs> he's like, that motherfucker's mine. He really does. And he like growls it. It was a little sexy. Yeah, see, Carrie Bates <laughs> just did uh, his horniness a little more uh, subtly this time. Yeah. <laughs> so Goliath takes off after this persistent ass bear. He's chasing him down a hill. He tackles into the ground. He tears his goddamn mouth open. This bear, he's like, give me my bag back. Even though you could just, you just grab it. You just grab that. He was very intense here. <laughs> like, this fight brought out a side of Goliath that we don't normally see. Yeah, you don't see this level of violence. Like, he drop kicks this bear down another hill and into a lake. <sighs> And I never thought that beating up a bear would be so funny. <laughs> Only when it's fake bears like this. I don't know. Next time I go to the zoo, I'm going to get into a fight with a bear. Uh, and you will die, sir. I'm feeling major Goliath energy. Ah! 
Instead of big dick energy, it's big Goliath energy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to punch a bear in the nose. <laughs> and you know, people used to do that. They used to fight bears. I know. We need to bring that back. No, I don't think any animal activist or like any sane person will say that's a good idea. I'm going out into the woods this week and I'm going to go wrestle a bear. Rest in peace, sir. Wow. I don't like your lack of confidence in my ability to win a fight against a bear. <laughs> So, speaking of bears, Liz, uh, <laughs> I think the animators must have, like, Googled scary fucking bear and saw pictures of, like, a Grizzly or Kodiak and then just drew one of those with white fur because this does not look like a polar bear. Yeah. Polar bears look friendly as hell. I just want to snuggle a polar bear. You see a polar bear and you're like, let's have tea. <laughs> you should be wearing a little bowler hat or a polar hat. Oh! And maybe a monocle. <laughs> yeah. He's a classy bear. Yeah. Vision problems in one eye. I don't know. Yeah, poor bear. I, you know what? I'm not going to punch this bear in the face. No, that'd be cruel. Goliath doesn't seem to think so. Well, that's the mean bear. This is the nice eyeless. Oh, we're talking about an entirely different bear? <laughs> yes, he just also is missing an eye. What a weird coincidence. All right. So, <laughs> Liz, this bear, quote, disappears, according to Angela. I'm like, the bear swam away. It's a polar bear. It just is underwater. What do you talk? Okay. <laughs> Angela, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> and this is around the same time that Goliath figures out what I say in my notes, we, but apparently only I knew all along that this bear and the old man were the same guy. And that guy is Odin. Oh, I knew that too. At this point? As soon as I saw the bear, I went, oh, the bear and the wizard are the same person. Oh. I still didn't know Odin necessarily. Oh, you still didn't know it was Odin? All right, well. I don't know when I realized it was Odin. Was it when he came out and said, I am Odin? (laughs) Yeah, I have a note that says, oh shit, that's Odin? (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right, Liz, we walk back up to the road, wondering if that one-eyed asshole is going to try some shit again. And yeah, guys, this is twice now. So they decide to find Dreamboat. Just get the fuck out of Norway, you know? And this was when I was like, hey, Goliath, you know Avalon sent you here for a reason. You can't just run off. Yeah. Or can they? I don't know. The boat maybe won't let them. Wow. If they tried to take off, the mist would billow up and then they would end up right back where they started. I think so. All right. So they've got to deal with this one-eyed wonder weasel. Yes. So back in the farm, we see a much better dreamboat getting all snuggly, snuggly in Daddy-O's sweater. Yeah, that's a sign that he's going to lock her up somewhere at night. Or at least uh, have his way with her, consensually. Having their way with each other together. Yes. Because she's like, mmm, this sweater, it's great. Yeah, calm down, it's just a sweater. (laughs) But then you realize, oh, she's just horny as fuck, so... (laughs) She's like, oh, the hot chocolate, this is great. Oh, the sweater, this is great. Oh, <laughs> toilet paper, this is great. Although, you know, I guess if you spend a lot of time on a boat, you're like, toilet paper, A number one. <laughs> New clothes that I haven't been wearing for weeks on end. Yeah, her standards have dropped because of her living conditions. <laughs> so they're, you know, getting all cozy or whatnot. And fucking Odin just <laughs> smashes through the wall. Like, was that necessary, sir? Fuck yeah, it was on his heavy metal steed. That was bitching. That was a really heavy metal steed. It was a good steed. <laughs> yeah, because he's, uh, what's he doing here? He's, he's going to kidnap the maiden or some shit. Yeah. Hey, at least he picked up what the show's been saying forever, that Goliath is in love with this woman. He's like, come with me, maiden. 
That all happened, right? Yes, he went totally hard rock. Where did he get that guitar? Doesn't matter. It's epic. And he just starts shredding. Like, whoa, Odin's badass. <laughs> she's like, okay, sir, I will willingly come with you. This is doing something for me. Yeah, she's like, wow, I thought the sweater was doing it for me, but I am drenched. <laughs> Yep. So fucking dreamboat. Of course, it's like, no, sir, I will not go with you. If you want me, you gotta catch me. And she takes off running like he isn't on a fucking giant horse and she's on her feet. Yeah. And like shin deep snow. <laughs> she's running through for like a second. He's like, I'm gonna let her think she can do this. <laughs> and then immediately he's just like, yoink. <laughs> he gives it a 30 count. He starts shouting out words of encouragement. He's like, oh, you, oh, you're getting so far away from me. Oh, you're doing such a great job. I'm never going to catch you. <laughs> hey, you look great in that sweater. <laughs> Keep up the good work. <laughs> yeah, but there's actually no way in hell that Dreamboat can outrun a goddamn horse. What are you doing, lady? Especially a horse as like majestic as that motherfucker. He quite easily catches up, snatches up Dreamboat in full view of the gargoyles at this point. And then we get a very dramatic reveal here, Liz. This is Odin who speaks to you. I tried barter and I tried fair combat. You have left me no choice. Return my eye or forfeit the maiden's life. And this is when you finally learn <laughs> that it was Odin. Yeah. All right. You know, I wonder if I started wondering, but no, I, I don't even remember. Like, I truly don't know if I had even like an inkling. Listen, we're all out here doing our best. <laughs> he says something about fair combat in that clip, but he disguised himself as a bear. How is that fair? That was literally deceptive combat. I don't know. I wasn't really picking up what he was trying to put down here. You turned into a one ton apex predator, sir. Yeah. Anyway, the important part here is Odin's going to straight ice Dreamboat if he doesn't get his goddamn eye back. He's tried all of the ways that he can think of to get it back. Bartering and fighting. What other options are there? Death threats. Yeah. I was like, sir, that is quite the escalation from, hello, would you like a coat? <laughs> yeah. I'll fucking kill you if you don't take this coat. <laughs> As Angela so helpfully works out the scenario out loud to those dealing with it in the moment. Goliath, wordlessly, in full view of Odin, puts the eye on. What the fuck are you doing, man? Making poor life choices. Yeah, no shit. I don't know. I think we need to, uh, we need to take a break here, and we need to really think about our relationship with Goliath. Sounds good. In the year 2100, the Earth's cybernetically enhanced population threatened to tear down everything America held dear. Free speech, drive through liquor stores, and guns. So many guns. After much deliberation, it was decided that, if America and its superior values were to survive the coming robocalypse, there was only one option. Get the fuck out. The next hundred years saw the construction of Space America, the galaxy's newest and brightest star. If you value adventure, good times, and cyborg fistfights, find your place in Space America. Space America, 
No cyborgs need apply. Subscribe to Space America on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or check out CalamityCast.com. Okay, Liz, I've decided that, for me at least, I'm going to give Goliath the benefit of the doubt that he knows what he's doing here. (laughs) Really? Because I did not. (laughs) Oh, immediately you were like, this is a bad idea. This is like the one item that he was like, this is too dangerous for anybody. It brings out the worst in everybody. This is evil, bad magic. Never, ever going to use it. Keep it hidden forever. And he's like, my only choice is to do the thing I swore I would never, ever do. Yeah, but Liz, Goliath turns into a 15-foot-tall, horned-helmet-wearing behemoth, and he's fucking metal as hell. It's a very good look for him. I very much enjoyed the character design that they did for this. I don't know. Maybe that's why I was like, you know what? Let's see where this giant Goliath is going with this situation. (laughs) Let's hear him out. And here is when Odin comes to the realization that he has made a miscalculation. This calls for a change in strategy. Because you done goofed. Yeah. And he fucking takes off. He's like, ah, actually, I need to uh, regroup. Bye. Yeah. But that magical horse is no competition for Mega Goliath. Mega Goliath is fast as hell. And it doesn't even seem like he needs to flap his wings to propel himself forward. Yeah, no, he's definitely uh, has flying abilities. He is not stuck with just gliding anymore. He shoots out like a fucking bullet and catches up with Odin. He has very pretty wings. They glitter. He snatches up Dreamboat, and I thought that there was going to be a fight here, but Mega Goliath, though Mega, is also a benevolent god, so he lets Odin off with a warning. The eye is mine now, so you're going to have to just get used to that, okay, pal? Liz, did you notice at this point that Mega Goliath is hovering stationary in the air as if he doesn't have to maintain altitude? He's not flapping. There's no, like, movement. It's almost as if the animators forgot to animate him moving in the air. I did not notice that, but maybe he's just all-powerful and can just float now. But there's not even a subtle movement of, like, I am floating in the air like you would in water, you know? At this point, Odin just admits defeat. He's like, I give up forever. Dreamboat, you're you're safe. I'm sorry. And that's the end of the episode. But no, because now we need to know how Mega Goliath handles being Mega Goliath. So there's much more to go. Oh, I thought everything was fine and he is Mega Goliath forever and that's we're all good. You can't just let Odin stay alive. Yeah, that's a weird vibe. <laughs> so they get back onto the ground. The sun comes up, Angela and Bronx turn to stone, as they always do. And Mega Goliath is like getting horny with the sun now. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, I have dreamed for this. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Touch my face with your hot rays. Wow. <laughs> oh, get your hot rays all over my face. Oh, cover me in them. Yeah, that's that's what he's doing. All this dude has ever wanted was to punch a god, fuck human ladies, and feel the warmth of the sun. <laughs> and he's done all three in this episode. <laughs> it's a short bucket list, but it's completed. What's it going to do now? I see no downside to Goliath wearing the Eye of Odin. <laughs> this is nothing but great news for him. <laughs> Do you think he knows how to sleep? Does he need to sleep? Does he need to sleep? I don't think so. I think everybody needs to sleep or you'll die. But he's a god. I didn't think God slept. Gods don't nap? I mean, if I were a god, I'd be like, fuck this, I want to nap. Yeah, I'm going to nap anyway. I don't know. Daddy and son come up. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're like, new mom? New mommy? What's going on? <laughs> what is going on right now? Mama? <laughs> and make a Goliath. 
It's just like, oh, hello, puny humans. <laughs> Everything is all good now. <laughs> You'll never have to worry about anything again. Not even me. You'll have nothing to worry about. Foreshadow, foreshadow. And of course, I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, ah, what? <laughs> Who? Yeah. So Mega Goliath is like, all right, well, I'm tired of this conversation. I'm going to go find Odin. <laughs> Dreamboat, you explain what the fuck's happening. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't have the capacity to talk to these fucking people anymore. He's like, oh, God, you are exhausting. I'm out of here. So he leaves. Yeah, good luck, lady. Trying to explain this. Car, car, <laughs> yeah, this whole thing. <laughs> the next scene, we're in the farmhouse, and she has told them everything. Too much, probably. Probably. But, you know, when you're talking to your spouse, you don't want to keep any secrets. That's true. They're all bundled up. It's because there's a fucking giant hole in the wall. Yeah, fucking Odin. <laughs> so you can see that a snowstorm is picking up. And then Mega Goliath shows up and he really makes me feel uncomfortable here. I, I don't know why. Yeah. His whole vibe is different. I was feeling menaced. Yeah. I'm doing a good thing, but I'm doing it kind of shady and threatening. I guess it was nice that he showed up when the weather was picking up because he blocks the entirety of this hole in the wall. He's so big. He becomes the wall. At this point, he already seems a little drunk on power. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I can't remember anything specifically, but... Yeah, I can't either. Just bad vibes, man. He's just being bossier than usual, maybe, is what it is. Maybe. So... Mega Goliath tells the human folk that they're going to have to head somewhere else for safety. And Father, whose name, again, I absolutely refuse to learn, Father suggests a shitty old cave 30 kilometers to the north. Are there no towns within a 30-kilometer radius? Why not 30 kilometers to the south and we'll go to, you know, somewhere where people are? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about a cave? How far did you travel for that hockey game the other night? You know, I didn't even question his cave choice. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, a cave. <laughs> well, you are known lover of caves where I'm like, a hotel, maybe? Guys, what the fuck are we doing? Going to a cave. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> a restaurant, a bar, like a neighbor? Is there no one else around with four walls and a roof? <laughs> we got to go to a cave where, by the way, three walls. So they start packing up. And Dreamboat's like, well, what about Bronx and Angela? And Mega Goliath is like, oh, we'll pack them too. <laughs> so we're on the road traveling to this cave, and Angela and Bronx are tied to the roof. <laughs> yeah. yeah, listen, as the sun gets low, they pull over to let Angela and Bronx wake up, but they don't untie the ropes. <laughs> They just let them have to burst through the... What if they didn't break the ropes and they woke up the stone burst and they're like, what the fuck? Why are we tied up? What's going on here? And also, how did they not damage the car? Oh, the car's fine. <laughs> totally. No dents. No, I guess the hail damage because the hail picks up. But they've got like two tons of gargoyle on the roof of this station wagon. <laughs> Strong as fuck station wagon, I guess. How is it traversing the snow with all this weight? Okay, you know what? Let's go to this idiot cave. Okay. Nothing happens on the road, which I thought we were going to get into some kind of fight, but nothing happens. And as the car drives into the cave, Mega Goliath says this creepy line. Everything looks secure. After you're all inside, I'll fortify the area. And I don't know why it creeped me out, but everything he says 
is giving me shivers, you know, like, ugh, stop, stop talking. I don't know if it's like the way his voice is different also makes it like. Yeah, ugh. what is Keith David doing here? Because it's not like he could get much lower in his register because he's got a deep voice already, but something he's doing in his line delivery, I'm like, ah, yuck. It is yuck, but he's doing it great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Also, I'm sorry. This car drives into this cave and it's like a tiny little dot with how big this cave is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like when father was like, oh, I know of this cave. It should be big enough for all of us. He didn't mention, and our vehicle can drive inside it. No, I mean, naturally, when I say us, I'm always including my car. <laughs> it's a member of the family. I'm insane. <laughs> it's been mommy for too long now. The car. <laughs> Sorry, old mommy. We have a new mommy now. Are you suggesting that somewhere in the back seat there is a a cut in the yes. seat and he's had relations? Oh, initially, initially, I was thinking he was using the exhaust pipe. Oh no, you can use the exhaust pipe, Liz. That'll cut your dick off. <laughs> no, what you got to do is you cut a hole in the upholstery, right? Mm. You put a Ziploc bag with some Vaseline in it, and you go to town. You came up with this plan way too quickly. I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody knows that. That's standard practice when you're fucking a car. Is it a good idea? In the cave. I mean, it's not safe for the cave creatures, but I don't think it's going to hurt you, a human. Okay. You think this cave is big enough to handle just the smoke building up? It is until Goliath hits a fucking door for it, but... <laughs> That's true. So they start a campfire in this cave. I question the intelligence behind that. They try to get as cozy as possible. Everyone's wondering how long they're going to have to live as cave people. <laughs> but they brought a lot of stuff. They brought like kitchen stuff in boxes. Yeah, it was interesting. The son, who has chosen not to help, thanks, goes outside to fuck around because, oh, the weather's fine now. It's probably all over and we're safe again. And Odin's probably not going to do anything God damn it, quit fucking around out there. Get inside, unpack the boxes, and, uh, you know, maybe set up your bed because we've moved in. So, like you said, he sends the kid in and he's like, I'm going to go find a door for the cave. I thought that he was just going to collapse the cave entrance. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, he practically does that. I thought he was going to be like, go inside, I'll find a door, and just smash, smash, smash. And he's like, ah, you're, you're my prisoners now. <laughs> I just kept waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know? Yeah. I mean, you weren't too far off. <laughs> so Goliath leaves and Angela comes outside to collect some snow for their dinner. This is when the weather starts acting up again. And she looks up. She's like, oh, not again with the snow. Odin must be fucking around again. But Liz, it's not. No. It's not Odin. It's goddamn mega Goliath. What's he doing up there? Causing trouble. He's the one causing the storms. Dun, dun, dun! To commercial break. Thanks for listening. Help others find our show by rating and reviewing on iTunes. Check out CalamityCast.com for even more content. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get in touch and let us know how we're doing. If you like what you hear and you want to help keep the lights on, consider becoming a regular CalamityCast contributor on Patreon. Or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, you can do so at PayPal.me CalamityCast. We appreciate your support and your donations truly make a difference. And we are back and everyone is angry at Goliath. <laughs> yeah.
Creating unnecessary winter storms unacceptable, sir. Bad behavior. Well, it is one of those things that you just start questioning everything because he keeps being like, it's Odin. And they're like, no, Mega Goliath, it's you. Why are you doing this? Yeah, he doesn't have any good excuses. He does find a suitable door, though. <laughs> the biggest boulder in the country. Yeah. Conveniently the exact same size and shape for the opening of the cave. I, I just gotta say, wow. <laughs> he brings it back. He steps into the cave being all like, hey, everybody, I found us a door. And everyone is just like arms crossed, turned and glare at him. Yeah. Just a wall of disappointed stares. Explain yourself, sir. And he kind of does. Hey, guys, sorry I had to trick you all into coming to this cave. I didn't want you to be in harm's way when I fucking destroyed Odin. It's no surprise to those in the know that the eye of Odin is causing mega goliath to act like a mega dickhead yeah like he says the phrase i want to destroy him utterly or something like that has goliath actually ever killed anybody who didn't actually like come back Hmm. i don't think so not that we've seen i I would assume during the 900s he probably killed a lot of people to protect the castle yeah gotta use murder gotta use murder (laughs) gotta do that murder the eye amplifies who you are on the inside And so this kind of makes... And he is a protector. He's also a condescending overprotector. So all of his behavior makes sense when you're like, of course, he's condescending. He's overprotective. He's a little overbearing. Can be a little arrogant. Yeah. Mega Goliath. He's a mega dickhole. (laughs) He's a mega dick. (laughs) And it's obvious that he's just making up excuses now to keep the necklace on. He gives Dreamboat a condescending pat on the head. He's like, you guys, you don't worry about me. He pieces out. Literally pats her on the head like a fucking dog. He's like, shh, you stupid human. Shh, you dumb idiot. He pieces out and he blocks the cave entry with the world's largest marble. And this kind of upsets father. This isn't protection. It's, it's imprisonment. Your Goliath is a tyrant. I don't know if you noticed in this scene, Liz, but he's shouting at Bronx. Why is he yelling at Bronx? Bronx is the most innocent of all of these people. <laughs> yeah, he looks up and he's like, what What did I do? Dreamboat makes some comment like, this isn't my Goliath. I don't know this Goliath. Yeah. But again, this is your Goliath amped up times a thousand. Yeah. This is everything you like about Goliath and all the things you don't in one supersized package. Supersized. Big old package. We take to the skies, and Mega Goliath is wanting to challenge Odin. Yeah, they sky fight, kind of. Yeah, I like how even as Mega Goliath, he still gets electrocuted, <laughs> still getting zapped by something. Yeah, even possessed by the eye of Odin, you can't go without getting blasted in the chest with some kind of electricity. It's great. Yeah, it's just canon. Every episode. <laughs> But instead of knocking him out like it usually does, it empowers Mega Goliath. So it turns out he sucks in the energy. Yeah, he does. He sucks it up. Yeah. He gobbles up that energy. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> he takes in that huge blast. And he liked it. And it was about this time as he's becoming overcharged with Odin's Mega Blast that maybe, maybe Odin should have his eye returned. Maybe 
Goliath isn't the right one to be the protector of the Eye of Odin, you know? Yeah. Maybe Odin's the only one that can actually properly control its strength and power. Wouldn't that make sense? Like, he's already a god. Yeah. And it is his. It is his fucking eye. And he never heard, oh, an Odin was, you know, horrible and evil when he had his eye because of the eye. Like, I'm assuming it was stolen from him by a human so they could have some of that god power. I hadn't really considered it. Maybe it was stolen by a child of Oberon. Maybe it was stolen by Oberon himself. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Odin, one eye or two, still a dickhead. But it wasn't the eye's fault. He just is a dickhead. Yeah. Anyway, they keep fighting. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then we go back to the cave. (sighs) Yeah. Guys, this thing is a giant (laughs) fucking boulder and you think shoving against it. Also, using your car... You're just going to smash that fucking car. Do they not have carbon monoxide poisoning in Norway? What the fuck are we doing filling up a cave with car exhaust? Yeah, that you should be more worried about than them having a dinky little fire. Goliath's going to pull that boulder aside and he's going to just see a room full of death. Just poisoned idiots suffocated by their own stupidity. Well, they kind of deserve it. Liz, they don't move this boulder and we go back outside. (laughs) Mega Goliath and Odin, they're not really fighting. They're chatting, posturing. I don't know. I mean, Mega Goliath realized that he can just absorb Odin's attacks. So they're they're not going to fight. It's useless, right? Yeah. And then they're just like pretty much having a dick measuring contest at this point. Yeah. And Odin, you're a shriveled old man and Goliath's got your eye. So I don't know if you want to participate in the dick measuring contest. Yeah. Not with Mega Goliath. He's got a mega dick. (laughs) It's huge. Like if you saw it, it would make you uncomfortable. That sounds right. I imagine that Mega Goliath's dick is so big that if you stood next to it, you might think that it's looking at you in a weird way, like it wants to fight you. Oh, he probably does have an angry dick. Yeah, that dick is angry. <laughs> uh, where are my notes? Are we? Shouting? Oh, oh, so Odin then tries his best to blast Mega Goliath with wind. Yeah, that's all he's got left. And Mega Goliath is like, <laughs> I don't remember if he absorbs it. It doesn't do much. He just walks right through it. He's just so powerful, I think, you know? And then Odin falls to the ground. I don't remember why. I didn't have a specific reason in my notes. He just collapses to the ground. And then there's like a magical wubba, 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 wubba from Odin's hands. Some vibrations or something. Yeah, like purpley wavy magic magic. <laughs> I don't know. Is he dying? What's happening? I don't know, but we followed the wubbas to the cave. Follow them wubbas. You gotta. <laughs> and there's nothing going on with this rock here. Yeah, they're just like, just. Give it all you got! Yeah. What, are we all just slacking off? Are we all just leaning against this boulder, Dreamboat? We've already been giving it all we've got. Quit being a jerk. Like, you guys even trying? Am I the only one doing anything here? Chill out. <laughs> but right at that moment, the Wubbas get to the cave and make the rock go away. Yeah, it just kind of bounces over. Was this a small earthquake? These Wubbas, what happened? It just kind of was like, am I in your way? I didn't realize. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're trying to get through. Apologies. And the rock, the giant boulder just moves out of the way. Thanks, Wubbas. I think Odin knows that Mega Goliath has trapped them. And I felt he wants them to see what Goliath has become. <laughs> so he's he realizes he's not an all-powerful god anymore. So he's going to use someone else's guilt against Mega Goliath. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, oh, your mom's going to be so mad. <laughs> All right, well, let's see how that works. Well, (laughs) fairly well, actually. 
<laughs> so Angela and Dreamboat are like, okay, we got to go confront Mega Goliath. Yeah, he's taunting Odin before he murders him. Fucking A. <laughs> and they're like, surely the guilt of two women will solve this problem. You're not being very Goliathy, sir. And he doesn't listen. No. He does get actually really upset with them. Well, Liz, I mean, I would be upset too. These women are being so disobedient. <laughs> You're not doing what I say. I'm just trying to protect you. Yeah. Why won't you let me help you? God, women are such a... Just go back to your cave. And they're trying to reason with him, being like, this isn't you. Why are you acting like this? The eye's doing it to you, Dad. Nag, nag, nag. Don't be evil. Wah, wah, wah. Actually, an interesting thing that I noticed is like when all this is happening, Angela actually doesn't call him father. She calls him Goliath. And we're like, oh, she's mad. <laughs> yeah, and I think that the reason for that is this next bit. I think that they had to kind of work backwards Yeah, a little bit. So he thinks they're being disobedient. He pretty much calls Angela a little one and tosses her, literally throws his daughter. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. No, not a great look. Listen, I don't often give out fatherly advice on this show, but... um. Don't throw your kids. Yeah. A little bit of advice from me to the listeners. Any dads out there? Don't throw your kids. <laughs> well, <Fling! you> know, <laughs> and he's so frustrated with these women in his life. I get it. <laughs> I get it. He opens a fucking giant uh, a chasm. It's a chasm, Liz. <laughs> a chasm. A fissure. <laughs> and they start falling through the fucking hole. Yeah. I don't want to dwell too long on this, but how... Did he open a bottomless pit? How did he split the earth in two, Liz? He's got that Odin magic. I don't know, but he doesn't seem concerned at all that these disobedient women are going to fucking die. And in fact, he's like, let's make it even harder on you and makes the chasm start closing. Okay. I'm just going to accept that that's a thing that Odin can do and now Mega Goliath can do. Rip the earth in half, sure. Bronx and Dreamboat easily escape, but Angela's got an idea. Yeah. She starts shouting, Daddy, Daddy, please someone save me. Oh, Daddy, I need your help. Help, Father, Father. And it worked. Okay, that's all it took to break the spell. And if she had called him father sooner, we wouldn't have had an episode. That's true. So he dives down and saves her right at the nick of time. And he's like, what have I become? <laughs> and very dramatically tears off the necklace. Oh, good. Problem solved. No need to further interrogate this situation. I did it. I'm not going to apologize or anything. I, I got a nap instead. So he passes out from, I guess, the force of energy leaving his body. Yeah. Uh, when you have a huge force of energy ejaculate from you all at once, you get worn out. True. It's true. So Odin uses that opportunity to snatch his eye back and shove it back where it goes. <laughs> He just, he just jams the fucking jewel into this stupid head. <laughs> like, is that how you would put your eye back in? Just bam! Blah. All right. Well, we move to the cave, Liz. And I forgot, Goliath does apologize when he wakes up. Sorry, y'all. I didn't mean to. Probably shouldn't have worn that necklace, should I? <laughs> eh, you know, it's no big deal, right? The real person I need to go apologize to is Odin. I don't think Odin was going to try to attack him, but Goliath, Mega Goliath had it in his head. Oh, I must destroy him. Yeah, I think that Odin was called out and I don't know. I mean, who can say what would have happened? Odin's a dick. Mega Goliath was a, a dick. Yep. 
It's like too much testosterone happening or something. Absolutely. Well, Odin does appear actually with his horsey. And he's like, hey, bro, I feel like I handled this whole situation incorrectly. And Clint's like, yeah, me too, me too. I'm sorry about that. I feel like if I had just told you, oh, that is my eye and I really need it back instead of, you know, threatening y'all with death. We probably could have avoided all this. And Goliath is like, good chat, good chat. Yeah, my communication skills were lacking too. And I'm, I apologize for that. Yep. I think that they're not emotionally mature enough for that conversation, though. Either one of them, you know? <laughs> they're like, cool. Okay, we're good. I'm going to go right off on a fucking rainbow now. Bye. <laughs> yeah, they fist bump and he's like, all right, bro. Good talk. And he pieces the fuck out. Okie doke. Well... That's our episode, Liz. Yeah. We're going to take one more break, and, and when we come back, we'll, um, we'll parse through some things. Who wouldn't want the hunky hero and the fantastic leading lady to be brought to life? With Love and Lust, a smutcast, indulge in a radio drama filled to the brim with romance, laughs, and all those wonderfully awkward moments that come with a new relationship. And don't forget those delicious sexy parts that make romance novels oh so fun to enjoy. Season one of Love and Lust is available now at CalamityCast.com or anywhere that you can find podcasts. Okay, everyone, we're back. That was quite an episode, Liz. <laughs> it was a roller coaster of a ride. What'd you think of this one? I'm not sure. Mega Goliath was a really fascinating experience, I feel like. Like, I love the way he looks, first off. And it does kind of emphasize those things that work well because he has, like, boundaries and control in regular life. But you're like, oh, that is not a good look, Goliath, <laughs> when he's Mega Goliath. Yeah, I think that I was expecting it to act like the super soldier serum. Mm. But I think the Eye of Odin really does just amplify the bad parts of your personality, regardless of how good of a person you are. Because everybody has bad parts of the personality. And Goliath is overbearing, overprotective, can be condescending sometimes. Yeah. Like I said, it ramped that shit up. To an 11. <laughs> yeah. But the episode, Liz, it wasn't bad. No, it was not bad. You know, we get some real stinkers sometimes, and it, this was definitely not that. But it was one of those episodes that could have been easily resolved with an open and honest conversation. And those kind of episodes are frustrating when you're like, there's no real conflict if you have a quick fireside chat. And the fact that the episode even acknowledges that. <laughs> that was funny, yeah. And he's like, you know, I really need to go and work on me. That's what Odin did at the end. He's like, I'm gonna go have some Odin time. <laughs> I'm gonna work on, on myself because I've learned something about myself. I need to be able to have mature conversations. Sorry I didn't do that, you know, like a couple days ago. Sorry I tried to maul your brains out when I was a bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we can all agree the situation could have gone better. <laughs> yeah, and so like, I think this was an interesting episode because it was so different than things we've been seeing recently. Like, I feel like a lot of the Avalon trips kind of do the same thing in like telling the same story in different ways. And this one was different. You're right. So that's cool. But I agree with you that like... The problem just being a miscommunication is kind of weak. So do you think Avalon's intention was for Goliath to simply return the eye and he blew this thing out of proportion? Yeah. If he had done the trade, 
nothing bad would have happened. Yeah. Before he even put the eye on, that's him being needlessly overprotective at that point. Well, because, he, you know, he is stubborn, right? Like, he's a very stubborn man, and he has it in his head that he is the only person who can control and protect these items that no one else should have, which is rather arrogant. (laughs) But to be fair, Odin could have been like, Hello, travelers. I am Odin. I believe you have something that belongs to me. Although, when you think about it, Goliath is so up his own butthole sometimes that if Odin had been honest and upfront at the get-go... I don't think he would have listened. Yeah. Goliath is a dude that needs to learn a lesson in the hardest way possible. It's true. Do you think, Liz, after this experience that Goliath has learned a lesson about clothing? Like, hey, shirts are actually kind of cool. I don't think he'll ever want clothes. (laughs) Because Mega Goliath just had clothing, which is weird that the eye is like, I know your innermost thoughts, and you want a cool horned helmet and a shirt. (laughs) I wonder if he'll be like, hey, we really need to pick up some clothing for Dreamboat to have just in case we travel somewhere with weather we're not prepared for. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to get into on our next adventure. So let's get her a parka and, I don't know, maybe some shorts. Yeah. Well, Liz, I think we're going to say we liked this one. I would say not nearly as much as last week, which we loved. But yeah, we liked it overall. A seven and a half out of ten, maybe maybe an eight. Maybe. Not bad. Not bad. I'm glad we're putting so much thought into a weird rating <laughs> system that we don't do on a regular <laughs> basis. <laughs> well, we hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode, Defenders of the Night. Jesus Thanks go out to Ian, Yellow Snow Angel McGowan, for creating our interstitial music. He is an angel. Check him out on Instagram and Twitter at easy underscore breezy underscore Mac. And listen to more of his music at gooddeedmusic.bandcamp.com or sweetgumstl.bandcamp.com. If you want to talk gargoyles or a time you tormented the elderly... Use the hashtag Gargoyles on Twitter, where we're at CalamityCast, Liz is at Zirkinator, and I am at underscore DS Williams. On Instagram, we're at CalamityCast Network, Liz is at L Circle, and I am at underscore DS Williams. Find us on Facebook at CalamityCast, email us at CalamityCastNetwork at gmail.com, and check out CalamityCast.com for more of our programming. If you like what we do, maybe check out Patreon.com slash CalamityCast and sign up to support us. Yeah, come on. It'd be pretty neat if you did. For a one-time contribution, you can always use PayPal.me slash CalamityCast. And if pod merch is your thing, head to our website, Click that shop link at the top of the page and buy you some. We'll be back next week with Season 2, Episode 38 of Gargoyles and an episode of Defenders of the Night that once mud wrestled a brown bear in the nude. 120 bucks, too! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.